This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Fay Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. What is going on? It's your Friday edition of Sports Bar Radio. I am Rob Fay, and yes, we've got a lot to get to today. It's a long weekend. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about Deontay Wilder and the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, before this show is done. And we'll touch on baseball, basketball, football, golf, and so much more. Yeah, it's your one-stop podcast where within about 20 to 30 minutes, you get everything that you need to not only know what happened, but what is about to happen. So let me get you to that one story. Man, I was thinking about this all morning. I'm so glad that you and I will talk about this seconds from now. Let me get you to that one story that rises above all of the rest. Let me get you to the lead. We've scoured the globe for the stories that matter to you. Okay, well, let's be honest. Rob picks most of the stories, so maybe they matter more to him? Anyways, pull up a chair and let our bartender pour you a cold one because there's a lot going on in your world today. So now that most of us are getting past the fact that the Blue Jays and the Mariners didn't make it to the postseason, we start to focus on the teams that did make it to the postseason. I've watched the White Sox and the Houston Astros the other day, game one of their American League Divisional Series, and I thought to myself during that game, boy, did the Houston Astros, and more importantly, Major League Baseball, dodge a massive bullet. Now, a couple of years ago, if you remember, and I think all of us do, the Houston Astros were caught red-handed cheating the game of baseball. They went above and beyond to bang drums, to take footage, to do whatever they could to get that decisive advantage, and it ended up with the World Series championship. But after they were caught, everybody in baseball speaking out, you knew that that next season, everywhere that the Houston Astros would go, the Boo Birds would follow. That would probably have been the toughest season that any sports organization would have taken head on in years. And yet, COVID saved baseball. COVID saved the Houston Astros from ridicule that would have followed them through Chicago and Boston, New York and Toronto, Texas and wherever they set up shop because they were caught cheating the game of baseball. But imagine losing all of that momentum, all the boo birds having to take their vaccines, everybody missing baseball so very much that by the time it got back, that story had been snuffed out. It seems every couple of years, a major sports organization has to face certain things head on. A couple of years ago, it was the NHL dealing with concussions and football dealing with the same thing. Everybody has to deal with something at some time. The Houston Astros were the black eye of baseball. They knew it. Major League Baseball knew it. And they were going to have to take it head on. So one of the things that they did after their manager, A.J. Hinch, was suspended and their general manager had to sit out as well is they went out and they hired Dusty Baker. Now, I've met Dusty Baker. Matter of fact, I've played his interview on this very show. And one of the things that I will say is considering everything that the Astros were about to face, you couldn't have brought in a better guy. And I've said this before. The reason that it is such a good hire is he has been in the face of adversity as well. He was the manager for Barry Bonds. So you want to talk about a guy that was chastised, now take that individual and make it an entire team. And that's what the Houston Astros were, a team that had cheated the game of baseball. But isn't it amazing how COVID saved the Houston Astros? 
because nobody's booing him now. Eh, you'll get one or two fans that every once in a while will make a joke and somebody in the section will laugh, but that's about it. Considering what they should have faced and could have faced, isn't it amazing that the Houston Astros were able to dodge that bullet? And baseball, believe you me, wanted that bullet dodged as well. Nobody talks about it now. Nobody brings it up. Nobody talks about the players. I mean, in Toronto, for example, they went out and paid $150 million for one of those guys on the Houston Astros team right at the center of that controversy. And nobody booed George Springer when he came back. Nobody booed him in opposing stadiums either. Because in today's day and age, you're the hot story today, and within a couple of months, you are forgotten news because some other shiny nickel has appeared and everybody has taken their attention there. I mean, realistically, there are a lot of athletes individually that probably shouldn't get the shine that they get. I mean, even the icons of the game, Kobe Bryant, several years ago. Remember Denver? Nobody talks about that stuff because not only is Kobe iconic, but eventually it got swept under the rug. I mean, I don't think it got swept under that rug for the lady that made the accusation. That's the problem. Now, I, again, I'm not asking you to hold on to everything for your entire life, but usually sports has an interesting way of kind of sorting itself out. For example, in certain situations where you know a player's in the wrong, you go through the process, you watch it happen, you boom for a while, and eventually it fades. An example, Todd Bertuzzi. Todd Bertuzzi with a sucker punch on Steve Moore ended the career of Steve Moore. And Bertuzzi was booed wherever he went and he cried in front of the cameras and he ended up having to pay Steve Moore millions of dollars in compensation for a lost career. But eventually, when Todd Bertuzzi finally came back, he was cheered. Hell, he was cheered when the Canucks did their 50th anniversary and he finally came out onto the ice as a part of the West Coast Express. That is the same guy, but everybody forgave and moved on. See, here's the problem. And I don't, maybe it's not a problem, but here's what I think is an issue. If you've cheated the game and you come forward and you admit it and you're one of the guys and you're like, man, I won't do it again, more often than not, we will forgive and we will forget because we just want to get back to the sport. And in this instance, it's baseball. But when you don't have that closure and it just gets swept under the rug, will you take Houston's World Series championship? Should they win it this year seriously? Like, let's say the Houston Astros go on and win the World Series this year. How credible is that World Series? And again, I'm assuming they're not cheating this year, so it should be 100% authentic. But will the fans only then come out and say, well, wait a minute, I'm not ready to forgive this team just yet. It's amazing. Like, I really look at sports and think to myself, I don't know in any other part of society where shiny nickels appear more. Where all of a sudden, even in the face of adversity, onward and upward. Let's just keep moving on. I mean, you think of the controversies and the things that are happening right now in Chicago with the Blackhawks and everything that's gone on in, in, in pick a sport. And yet, we just want things to move on. Tiger cheats on his wife with a dozen women. Hell, a hundred women. Yeah, it's okay because it's Tiger. It's okay because, well, there was a little off time. He had to get his life together. We saw a couple of mug shots and eventually he made his way back. But damn it, we just want to see him break Jack Nicholas's record. And that is where sports is at in 2021. And I'm not saying this to be an asshole. I'm not saying this to be the guy that brings the gray cloud. But it's the truth. It's the truth when you think of how forgiving we are because we just want to see our sport. 
Houston cheated the game of baseball. They sat out with all the other teams and came back with all the other teams and nobody is talking about what they did. Nobody. Look at Major League Baseball's website right now. No reference to them in any lesser light than any other team that is striving for the World Series championship this year. A lot of people think they didn't get the punishment that they deserved. And that's usually where the fans come in. But Houston's still selling out games and everybody's going to watch the Astros play. And aside from, like I said, a couple of boo birds, nothing changed. Which to me is as much on us as it is on them. All right, let's get to the rest of the news of the day. There's so much going on. Let me get you set up for the weekend. There's a lot of stuff, even in college football, which I'll touch on before we're all said and done. Let me pack you into that one room where we keep all of the news of the day. Let me get you to the VIP room. You knew tonight was going to be a good night, didn't you? Guys, the ladies don't want you wasting their time. So get to the point. 10 topics, 10 minutes. Hold on to your drinks because we're about to bring you the entire world of sports before the DJ can pull out the vinyl for his next set. Welcome to the VIP room. Okay, let us start in the National Football League where last night, if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, it was a double whammy. Not only did they fall to the Rams 26-17, uh, which makes them 0-2 at home, I might add. That is something that I never a couple of years ago thought would have happened, but the Seahawks are no longer that team. And now they could be without Russell Wilson for the foreseeable future. He hit his finger on somebody's helmet and uh, it looked like it was dislocated. I think it was the ring finger that all of a sudden looked like the letter L. He came out of the game. Now you gotta remember, Russell Wilson has not missed a game in the NFL in 10 calendar years. And yet he couldn't finish this game. Geno Smith comes in 10 of 17 for 131 yards. You know what, Geno Smith was serviceable. And with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Dallas, Disley, Collins, I mean, they do have weapons, but it is one of these things where you know that this is a one-man band, that the Seattle Seahawks ride and die with Russell Wilson. So if he is out, now there's 10 days before they've got to get back onto the gridiron where they will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, 10 days to figure out what they're going to do with Russell Wilson. You can't imagine this team getting out of that division, even into a wild card spot, without 10 victories? And the fact that they're 2-3 and three on the season, and the Rams with the win, by the way, improving to 4-1, and one, this is a division that could get away from them in the blink of an eye. And I'm not saying that to be pessimistic, but I'm just saying, look at a division that has Arizona at 4-0, the Rams are at 4-1. and one. Those are two teams right there that look like they are on a crash course to be the cream of the NFC's West crop. 0-2 at home. And right now, looking like they might be without their all-star, their Mr. World, Russell Wilson. Could this season get away? Is there a deal to be had? Like, let's say, hypothetically, Russell Wilson's gone for, and again, I have no idea as of this conversation, but let's say it's three to four weeks, and we'll air on four weeks. Do they make a deal? Do they go out there and see what is available? Like, would you go out there and sign Cam Newton? And I know what you're thinking. Well, it's going to take Cam a couple of weeks to get up to speed. And by the time he's ready to go, Russell Wilson could be back. So why would you, A, bring in that personality, but B, does that even work? And why would you not just ride with Geno Smith? Because I'll tell you this, Geno Smith, God bless him, ain't going to get this done. And gone are the days of trying to woo Colin Kaepernick back into this conversation. Remember a couple of years, it was always the Seahawks and Pete Carroll who were going to dabble in the world of Colin Kaepernick. I think that ship has now sailed, but Cam Newton 
He's an interesting name. Steelers have been around him as well, sniffing around on Cam Newton, seeing if maybe there's a possible fit there. But if Russell Wilson's injury keeps him out for a significant amount of time, would you kick tires on Cam Newton? Hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Fay, R-O-B, F is in Frank, A-I, and let me know. If the Seattle Seahawks are without Russ for more than three to four weeks, would you press the panic button and dare go and try to sign a quarterback that can get things done? With, again, all due respect to Geno Smith, even though I haven't showed him much here. Big games coming up on the weekend. Packers and the Bengals going to get down. This is a great game right now. Green Bay is the favorite in Cincinnati. They're at minus three. Over-under in this game is 50 and a half points. And for me, I think this one's going to go over. Those are two teams whose offenses are clicking right now. Love this one. Buccaneers going to try to move to 4-1. and one. Battle of Florida sees the Dolphins in Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and company. Jacksonville Jaguars going to try to snap a two-season losing streak. They're at home 0-4, taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Raiders host the Bears. Raiders also looking to move to 4-1. and one. Browns and Chargers also looking to move to 4-1. and one. Boy, there's a couple of teams that are off to great starts. Los Angeles, the Chargers at home to the Browns. And the one that everybody is looking in on, the Bills and the Chiefs. Could you imagine if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs drop this one and they could very well to the Bills that look like they are ready to make a run towards the Super Bowl. Chiefs lose this one. They will fall to 2-3 and three on the season. Who would have thought? All right, to the association, I'm not sure if you caught this one, but 18 former NBA players charged yesterday with pocketing about $2.5 million illegally by defrauding the league's health and welfare benefit plan in a scam that authorities said involved claiming fictitious medical and dental expenses. This whole thing seems surreal to me, considering it was at least 10 former players that got kickbacks totaling about $230,000, according to the court documents, which doesn't seem to mean a lot, considering that the 18 players that have been indicted combined to make $343 million in their on-court NBA careers. And that doesn't even include stuff that they did on the outside, which is endorsements or anything that they did overseas. And some of these players still associated with teams. Milt Palacio, the former Vancouver Grizzly, has now been placed on administrative leave from his role with the Portland Trailblazers, where he's an assistant coach. 16 of the 18 are already in custody. Arrests taking place in Washington State, California, Illinois, Alabama, New York, Georgia, Florida, Nevada, and Tennessee. These charges, according to ESPN, came just weeks after former NFL players Clinton Porteous, Tamaric Vanover, and Robert McCoon pled guilty for their roles in a nationwide health care fraud scheme as well. NBA preseason continuing, the Raptors falling to the 76ers 125-113. The former Grizzlies of Vancouver now located in Memphis winning over the Hornets 128-98. And the Heat with Kyle Lowry getting past the Rockets 113-106. All right, let's get to baseball. A really interesting story formulating in Las Vegas. And no, the Oakland A's aren't moving there, at least not today. But the San Francisco Giants, who had the best record in Major League Baseball after starting the season as 100-1 to long shots to win the World Series, have their sights on crushing sports books. Multiple operators could lose more than $1 million if they go on to win the championship. MGM Director of Trading Jeff Stoneback telling ESPN, Quote, honestly, we get crushed 
if the Giants win, explaining the potential net loss even after accounting for all of the wagers on the 29 other teams. Uh, John Murray, a sportsbook executive director, telling ESPN, quote, we didn't think they had a real chance to do this. We considered the Dodgers to be the best team in baseball. We thought that the whole season and thought it was just inevitable that they would go on to pass the Giants. Now, San Francisco edged its rivals by just a game, cashing 40 to 1 tickets for winning the National League West title. So if you bet $1 on the San Francisco Giants to win that division, you got 40 coming back. But again, if the Giants go on to win the World Series, somebody's getting paid because the odds at the start of the season were 100 to 1. All right, so you know that I like to collect things. I don't have this. I wish I did have it in my collection because I would be a very rich man today. But a 1911 Shoeless Joe Jackson autograph photograph sold at auction this week for $1.5 million. It is the most ever paid for a signed sports photograph. What makes it so interesting is that Shoeless Joe Jackson was illiterate and did everything he could to avoid signing documents at all expense. His wife would usually sign for him after his playing days ended, but they verified that this was the signature of Shoeless Joe Jackson. Ironically, in the picture, Joe Jackson is wearing two shoes. Okay, to the ice, and before we get into breaking down teams and all this, Montreal Canadiens' Carey Price has taken a leave from the Habitant and has entered an NHL player assistance program. Now, I don't know if you've heard this on one of the sports radio shows or something along these lines, maybe you've read it somewhere, but I do think that when the NHL and the NHL Players Association jointly come out to announce a decision of one of their iconic players and then say there's no further comment, that means that there is something to take into consideration here. Canadiens manager Mark Bergevin saying that he learned of Price's decision on Wednesday and that the news, quote, caught him off guard. The GM addressed his team on Thursday morning, saying that Price will be away from the team for a minimum of 30 days, but it could be longer. He does believe that Carey Price will be back with the team this season. Now, Carey Price came out through his wife's social media. I, I think they share the account, actually, and said, I, I'll just paraphrase here. He said, part of the privilege of being in the position that we're in is that we get a public platform to show how there is and how there can be a path to light for anybody who is struggling and referring to mental health. No matter what is on the line, we hope to communicate the importance of putting your mental health first, not just by saying it, but showing up and doing the work to get better. Kerry showing up for himself and our family and making the absolute best decision possible for all of us. I will continue to show up for him and our kids to seek out the support that I may need on any given day. It's incredibly important for us to show our kids that asking for help and letting yourself be supported by others is not just okay, but encouraged anytime and under any circumstance. It's amazing because you look at Carey Price as one of you know future Hall of Famer, 34, entering his 15th NHL season in the middle of an $84 million contract, and it all seems absolutely moot as you just hope that he gets well. It is so inspiring when you think about it because the reality is, is Carey Price, in the middle of all of that, is deciding to do what is best for himself and best for his family. I can't tell you how many times I've encountered athletes straight on that have felt the pressure of needing to quote fight through it and it's not just you know a sore arm or a sore elbow or sore you know groin or what have you it is just that they struggle you're away from home or maybe there's something going on with your family and you've just got to show up and play and then you've got to show up play and excel or face the scrutiny of a fan base that might not know what's going on behind the scenes and a media that might not know 
what's going on behind the scenes. So the fact that Carey Price can do this, I think, is an eye-opener for many players in many sports that no matter where you are in your career, no matter the pressures or the challenges that are faced, if you need to take time away and step away, I think you got to do it. And I absolutely applaud Carey Price. And just as importantly, I applaud the NHL, the Players Association, and the Canadiens for not even blinking. If he needed to stay away and focus on taking some of the available assistance provided by the NHL and the Players Association, good on him. You can never time these things. They happen when they happen. And I think it's pretty cool that the NHL, the Canadiens, and the Players Association have these options available to Carey Price so that if and when he does come back, he can feel that he made the right decision for him and his family as well. I love it. I, like I said, I'm just spitting on here, but I think it's an absolutely great example for so many players who are playing and maybe one day we'll face those same pressures as well. All right, let's go to boxing because there is a massive fight coming up this weekend. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. This is the third and final element of the trilogy. Tyson Fury saying that he will make Deontay Wilder quit, projecting another win over Wilder, which would be his second in a row. And the question is, will this be a head game matchup or will it be truly a battle of what they do with their mitts? Because if you look back at all of the fights that they've had, both of them, Wilder, according to many, has won but five of the 19 rounds head-to-head -head between these two combatants. What do you think? Who is going to win Fury Wilder 3? Hit me up on Twitter at Rob Fay and let me know what you think. Fury's done all the talking. Wilder has been very quiet ahead of this third fight. And those around Deontay saying that he has spent the last couple of months working on mechanics and the science instead of just relying on his incredible power. If he can put that together, he might be able to drop the Gypsy King. And finally, to the golf course, and I think this is such a great story. I don't know if this has gotten a lot of pub, but former NBA guard J.R. Smith is going to play in his first golf tournament at North Carolina A&T. The school that he enrolled in after 16 NBA seasons put him on the collegiate team, and he's getting ready to take part in a two-day tournament at the Phoenix Invitational that is hosted by Elon. All team golfers had to qualify for each tournament in practice unless they finished first or second in their previous tournament. So Smith qualified for the tournament by one stroke. I think it's fantastic, and I hope he shoots really low, and I hope this is a great second career for him. PGA Tour this week at the Shriners Children Open, and Adam Hadwin having himself one heck of a week so far. He's at 11 under, tied for second right now. Alongside Andrew Putnam, just two shots back of Sam Burns, who shot a second round 63. Hadwin's going to make his way to the weekend. Nick Taylor, if he shoots well, should be fine. He shot a first round 65 to put himself six under. And Corey Connors in a good position as well, tied for 48th right now at minus five. He will be hitting his first shots later this afternoon. Okay, let's wrap it up. A nice and easy abbreviated edition of Sports Mar Radio. We'll be back on Monday, but do not forget, if you don't have your tickets to NEW2 Nation Extreme Wrestling at the Vancouver Convention Center, both Saturday night and Sunday during the day, I can't wait to see you down there. Some of the best wrestlers from the Pacific Northwest coming together for one night, and that includes Josh Alexander of Impact Wrestling, El Fantasmo of New Japan Wrestling, and a special guest that I think locals will truly, truly appreciate. I should pluralize that. Special guests. 
My thanks to everybody at Equity Guru. First and foremost, my thanks to Jay Swing, my brother from another. My thanks to everybody at Equity Guru, including Galen, Chris Perry, and the irreplaceable Priscilla Choi. Until you and I get back together on Tuesday, I'm Rob Faye. Have yourself a fantastic Thanksgiving, and let's talk a couple of days from now. Sports Bar Radio was brought to you by Equity Guru, investment information for the new generation. Visit us at equity.guru and let's make some money together. Please note, any mention of companies on this podcast is part of a promotional campaign, and the information you hear should be a part of extensive due diligence. As well, always get advice from an accredited financial advisor before you make any investment decision. Protect yourself. We are just days away from Vancouver's newest wrestling extravaganza as NEW2 is set for the Vancouver Convention Center on both October the 9th and October the 10th. Featuring El Fantasmo and Impact Wrestling's Josh Alexander, Saturday night we pack the Convention Center with eight amazing matches featuring some of Canada's most exciting indie wrestlers. Tickets are on sale now at nationextremewrestling.com.